Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hey, here I am. It's Nikki Glaser. It's the Nikki Glaser Podcast. We are in Los Angeles today. Andrew is also here. He just arrived this morning. As I was pulling out of my driveway to go get Starbucks, I saw an SUV pulling behind me and I go, what the fuck? Of all people to turn, like cars to turn into a driveway and turn around, mine's gotta be the one when I'm leaving. And then I was like, they're not moving. And then I was like, oh, Andrew's here early. He's <laughs> supposed to land at 9.30 and he was here at 9.17. So like he landed real early. Um, we'll hear about his flight, I'm sure, when he gets here. He is yo-yoing all over town. He has a yo-yo now. Noah. That he got in Long Island. What? They gave gave me a bunch of gifts. They gave me a huge brick because I sold out two shows and you get a brick if they, if you sell out, they just give you this heavy, heavy trash. Who called something heavy trash? Oh, that was (laughs) Kyle Donegan called, um, Nichols heavy trash. Um, 
But yeah, they gave me a brick that I tried to bring home because it, it was like engraved. Like someone spent a lot of time either. Well, I at least at first I thought someone actually engraved the brick like with their hands because it just seems like such a uh like a, a like you like a like something um like in a the eighteen hundreds yeah it's yeah. like a uh, brick, bricksman uh something like a uh, what's a cobbler would do or something like that <laughs> but it was not that and it was probably just machine cut by a you know a printer of some sort but nonetheless it meant something to me and I was gonna bring it home and I gave it to Andrew to take because he was going back to St Louis I was going to L A and I was like will you please bring this brick home. We had an argument over how heavy a brick is. Um, how heavy do you think a single brick is, Noah? Maybe three or four pounds. Good guess. Very close. Um, it was five pounds. He's going through security, and they would not let him bring it through because it was like a, a weapon. I guess what? it could be used as a weapon. But so couldn't anything then? Like, couldn't honestly, a luggage be used as a weapon in that yeah. Sense. Like you could, yeah. Luggage is heavy. <laughs> I guess it would be harder to wield and hit over, like hit a, a flight attendant in the face. Um, I shouldn't even put that out there, but that's kind of what I pictured, unfortunately. Um, yeah. So my brick ended up just not making it through security. And, um, and I also got a yo yo with this whole gift pack. And um, Andrew's really good at the yo yo. Who knew? <laughs> Stop. He's like, good. He can do like around the world very easily. Um, I'm not terrible at a yo-yo. You know what I'm really good at is a pogo stick. I'm impressive on a pogo stick. I like pogo sticks. I guess I practiced as a child. I came across one recently and really, um, I, I surprised myself that I was pretty good at it. My dad was good at it too. It was very scary to watch him on it. Have you ever done a pogo stick? No, I, I don't think I'm coordinated enough. You could do it. There, you just, it seems like it's very hard, but it's not. Um, yeah, like, ch I always just think back on, like, child games. Like, yo-yos used to be, like, the PlayStations. Thing. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, my God, you got a yo-yo? Like, what? A, a toy that could just waste hours of your life. Um, and now we have TikTok. But yo-yos are pretty cool. Um, I'm trying to think of any other, like, Cat's Cradle. Do you ever do that? Like, the string game? Oh, What did yes, you do as yes. a kid to pass the time? Um... Yeah, the the cat's like, cradle I, jump I, I rope. I like we were Amish or something. We had Nintendo and stuff. <laughs> I mean, but. it was the 90s. It was yeah. like, be, we were kids before the internet. Skip it. Skip it. Skip, Skip it. it. so cool. Pogs. Pogs, yes. Troll I dolls. Really, I think I don't, what did you say? Troll dolls. I used to collect troll oh, dolls. I love trolls. I mean, but what would we do with them? Would you ever play trolls like, I'm a troll? Like, Or would you just like set them up and like fix their hair? Oh, the way um, they smelled. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a fr my my best friend and I used to collect them, and we would just set up scenarios and stuff in different locations. Yeah, playing dolls was kind of fun, and Barbies, and um, I liked playing um, school, and I liked being a teacher. I never really liked to play house because I was always like, oh, "We're gonna have to like if I have to like someone plays husband, you have to like kiss them and stuff." I always knew like house was there was something that would have to be like sexual or like office. I don't know yeah. why. Even as a kid, I was like, this is, a, this is a risky game we're playing. It takes one kid to be like, I dropped a pencil. I don't know what I was exposed to as a child that made me realize that that's where kids can get um, sexual too soon, I think. I remember Rachel used to tell a story. Rachel Feinstein used to tell a story of 
she would like her and her best friend would like hump each other and like play, you know, husband and wife. And they would just like hump each other. And it was her friend's idea, I guess, but she was just like, all right, I'm into it. And they got caught and the teachers, like it got through the school and like all the parents that like, got involved and they would have to lie about it so they could sneak it and like do it. It's just like, did you ever do anything like that when you were young where it was like a little bit sexual? Um, yeah, I used to have a, a friend when I was really, really young. I was not even in America yet. And so I must have been like f- six. Yeah. And we used to like pretend we were dogs. And <laughs> That's cute and fun. We would hump each other as dogs because we knew that dogs did that. Did you know that it what it was? I, I don't think we could really wrap our mind around it. We just knew that that's like something that dogs do and that yes. we just had to do it if we were playing dogs. I knew it was wrong because people would go like, stop that. Stop doing that to the dogs. So obviously it was something that was like bad. It's so interesting that we like how we pick up on what is not okay to talk about and what is and like you make mistakes as a child by saying certain things and people are like, you don't say that. And you're like, but it's true. So what's the problem? Like, I don't know. I was, I was thinking about, I'm about to, you know, do a comedy thing that I am about to talk about more, but, um, Hmm. and I was thinking about how, you know, all, I still talk about sex on stage a lot and in my personal life and just like in everything I do, I'm kind of still known as like a sex comic and how shameful that can be and how like, you know, people say like, that's all you can talk about. It's just easy, whatever it is. Um, and trying to come up with some kind of opening bit that addresses it so that no one can say that anymore. Like what's my perfect argument against people who say all female comics talk about is sex without doing the argument that's like, for so long we were silenced about sex and now it's our turn. Because that argument's been made and people don't seem to actually you think that's enough of an argument. Because um, people are like, it's been done. All they talk about it. I'm like, female comics have not been around that long, you weirdos. Like, we've only been doing it since the 80s, really. And, like, I know there were a few before that. But stand-up comedy is an art that's, like, fairly modern. And also sex is changing constantly so we got to keep still talking about it. it's not like it's all been done and and also like i was thinking about this argument too people are like it's so easy i hate anyone assuming that i'm doing taking an easy route because that's how i feel accomplished is if i'm like working hard so when someone's like you know being a clean comic is hard being you know dirty is just like easier i'm just like but why does why should I do something that's harder for me? It is harder for me to write clean jokes. It is. But why does anyone why does people why would anyone want that from me? Why does anyone want me to do something that I'm not naturally good at? You know, like I don't want Paul McCartney to Irish dance, you know? I'm sure he'd be fine at it because he has rhythm, but like he's it, guitar for Paul McCartney is easy. You know, it came easy to him. Just like talking about sex comes easy to me. And by the way, I don't know that it's that easy. If it were that easy, I think a lot more people would do it. But people are so embarrassed to talk about sex and just talk about their, like, details of their sex lives on stage. Like, you can say that I'm, that female comics that talk freely and openly about sex 
are taking an easy route, then you do it if it's so easy. But you wouldn't do it because you're embarrassed, because your parents might hear it, or because your colleagues might hear it, and because you're shamed about what you do. So this whole concept that it's easy, it's not easy. Yes, the female comics that do do it make it look easy, and but it is easy for us, and that's our special talent. Like, swimming for Michael Phelps was, an e was easy. He's, he was, yes, he worked so hard to be the best, but before that, he was probably pretty naturally good at it. And you wouldn't go, oh my God, it came naturally to him. He's taking the easy way out. He should do pole vaulting. Like, show us what you really got. Do something that's hard for you. So um, I'm trying to, like, wrap my head around, like, because the idea that it's just, oh, being dirty is so easy and being clean is hard. You know what's hard to do? Um, for clean comics, it's hard to be dirty because they're hiding. They're, they're so ashamed of who they are. And a lot of clean comics are horrible people. Look mm -hmm. at Bill Cosby, the quintessential clean comic. And, oh, what, it's, he's family friendly. Meanwhile, he's raping people backstage. So at least I'm, I'm not doing anything nefarious in my personal life. I'm putting it all out there. And I would say clean comics deserve a, a little bit more scrutiny and less praise of like, they're clean. They're such good family men. It's like, what are you hiding? Um, there are some people that just work in clean that are just clean, but there are some that are like, so ashamed of who they are they're gonna be like i'm a clean comic and they're so proud of it those are the ones to look after <laughs> even if you think about like people in their personal life talking about sex like having the birds and the bees conversation with their kids that's hard so i think talking about sex on stage is not easy at all especially as a woman it's not but they for some reason because it does come easy to me i have the type of autism that makes it so i don't care that my parents have heard that I have done, you know, have had balls in my mouth. Like, I just don't care. It doesn't, it's not like I'm like, I love to let them know. And I love to, it's not com. It's not my favorite thing to put out there, but I just, that the fact that my parents could know that I have sex does not bother me. And that bothers a lot. I would say that bothers most people. I was looking at a study to like kind of get an argument for this going and I was thinking about like, you know, I Googled like how often people think about sex and you're, you've heard that like men think about it every seven seconds and that the data for that is a little hazy and like not really, that, that's not really true. And the, it's really hard to tell how many pe times people think about anything because it's all self-reporting and self-reporting leads to just, you know, erroneous data because we just trust that people click the thing every time they talk, think about sex. But I don't, I'm not aware of my thoughts all the time. You have to be very, you have to be like a, you know, you have to be very versed in meditation to constantly be aware of what you're thinking because you get, you're, no one's aware of what they thinking, they're thinking. People always think they are their thoughts. If you're aware of what you're thinking, you're like I'm thinking about this, then you're meditating and people, <laughs> meditation's hard. So people going, oh, I'm thinking about sex right now. You don't even know how much you think about sex. But the thing is, People think about sex all the time. It's, 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 it's a motivator for so many things. And yet I was also reading people like, it was like 60% of people talk to their best friends about their sex lives. I'm like, 40% of people don't talk about sex with their friends. What the fuck do you talk about? What is interesting to talk about to your best friend, someone that you trust, if you're not talking about sex and like your thoughts about it or the fact that you're not having it or whatever, like, 
And maybe people are like, it just doesn't interest me. Okay, that's a different story altogether. But I feel like sex does interest most people and is something that's on our minds a lot. And you just keep that inside. That's so weird to me. Um, so I just feel like I'm trying to come up with a, a airtight argument for all these people who say that female comics just talk about sex and like, that's all we do. But it's like, then you do it. If it's so easy, then you do it. But you wouldn't because the things you jerk off to make you feel like if you had to actually look at what you jerk off to or what turns you on or what you sound like in bed or what you look like, the things that female comics do talk about when you ridicule us, you would never admit that to a crowd of people ever. So don't act like what we're doing is easy. It's easy for us, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't do it. Because like I said, it's easy for Paul McCartney to sing and play guitar, but would you ever go, he shouldn't do that. It's so easy for him. He's taking the easy way out. And honestly, that's why I admire porn stars. It's, it is easy for them. It seems easy for them to expose themselves on camera and to be naked and have sex. None of them seem that scared about it or like that nervous. I'm sure they are, but like when they get used to it, it seems so comfortable. And I marvel at that. Like, do you ever watch porn, Noah, and just go, how did they ever get the balls to do this? I like, of course. I don't, I think so many people don't even take that into consideration. They just go, that's so sad that they do that. It's like, oh, it's so sad. But really, I think it's extremely brave. And although it comes easy to them, I'm not like, oh my God, they're just, God, she could be a businesswoman instead, but she just, she did this <laughs> instead. No, she, first of all, she you, is a business not, not every girl could do porn. <laughs> You act like just because we all have bodies and we have sex, we could all do, if you're a hot girl, you could just do porn. No, you couldn't. It takes a certain level of comfort with who you are sexually to do porn, which not a lot of people have. And it should be, it should be admirable to do porn instead of this like thing that we all shame. Um, I don't have a funny argument for it yet, but I'm going to keep working on it. Mm -hmm. um, but it just bugs me that um, I'm tired of being treated like, that, you know, because I'm not a clean comic, I'm a worse comic or because I, I had to do a, um, a, I had to give an offer a, uh, there's going to be like a press release about something I'm doing. And they asked me for a sentence to talk about like what my feelings about the thing. And, um, I sent a really interesting one yesterday that was kind of coming after people that you know, go after women like this. I mean, it's, it's actually Amy's special, mostly sex stuff. I remember when she named her special, her, um, I think it was her first hour special with Comedy Central. They were like, they looked at the material, Comedy Central looked at the material and was like, hey, if you could um, do a little bit more race material because it's like mostly sex stuff. And she was like, but if I just call it that, then no one can be mad about it. And so she was like, I'll just call it mostly sex stuff. So no one can be like, oh, she talks about sex. It's like, yes, that's what you're getting. So I'm trying to come up with some kind of disclaimer at the top of whatever I'm about to shoot that says like, don't have any expectations otherwise. Like this is what I do and this is what I like to do. And if you don't, if you're watching this with your grandmother and you're like, that was, I was watching this with my mom. God, that was awkward. Like that's your fault. Like do a little research. I don't know why I'm so angry. I'm really not. Um, it's a beautiful day in Los Angeles. Andrew is here. Let's get him in here. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to the show, Andrew. <laughs> Thanks for having me, yo. Welcome to Los Angeles. Uh, we cats out of the bags. 
Yeah, we're in LA. Is that not supposed to be? I don't... With did, we did a show yesterday. Us. Oh yeah. And I was here, so but... people knew I was here. I'm allowed to be here. <laughs> Are you? I think so. Right. I, I don't know if I'm allowed to leave state lines. How cool would that be if I just didn't know if I could? That happened to me one you time. You do look like an inmate right now. You are dressed like an inmate. I got a lot of gray on, you including all... my beard. <laughs> you have all a gray sweatshirt and gray uh, sweatpants. Um, no, how early was your flight today? It was 6.30 a.m. Whoosh. Um, but I went to bed at like 8.30 last night. Oh, dude, that's early. That's smart. And then, Did you look for my swimsuit this morning? Because I sent you a text. I tell you, definitely sent you a text later than eight thirty. Yeah, I didn't see it till this morning, and that's thank you why, so much for going digging. That's why I didn't text you um, this morning to find it. I mean, I brought about forty different kind of suits. I'm sure you can mix and match. Yeah, I'll be and, fine. We just have a hot tub and a pool at this place, and so I want to. Um, this you know, house I wanna, is I wanna, awesome. I know it's pretty. It's pretty rad. I'm I'm doing an Airbnb in the. Hollywood Hills. I mean, actually, it's not the Hollywood Hills. It's like the Sherman Oaks Hills, but pretty sweet out here. Um, and it's pretty quiet up in these hills. And you go down about a mile and a half, and then boom, you're in like, you're in the valley. You're on Ventura Boulevard. There's everything you need. I don't it know. Is, it's pretty it nice. Andrew a- goes, this is all you need. This house is great. This is all you need. How much do you go, think this is? And How Andrew goes, <laughs> I go, do, well, do you think this is a cheap house to buy? Like, he goes, this is all you would really need. Like, it's some kind of, like, cheap endeavor. Uh, let's look it up on Zillow. I'm guessing this house right here is probably uh, 1.8. Really? Oh, is I would there go- a courtyard? Like, what does this house look like? Okay, so it's uh, four bedrooms, big kitchen, pool. Over, uh, three overlook- bedroom, three bed. No, oh, including in. the. No, there's one back there, one the there, study. one here, one there. No, that study isn't is additional. There's one beyond my bedroom. Oh, there's a bedroom, and then you go through a doorway, and there's another bedroom, and another bathroom. It's three bathrooms, four bedrooms. Um, gosh, what are they doing here? Um, no, I want to skip all this. Zillow, stop trying to get me to buy. Um, and there is a. There's like there's not much of a yard, but there's a, a it's nice an acre. garage. It's over an acre. Is there an acre? There's over an acre down How there. How do you know that? I don't know. I think I saw it on Airbnb or something. Oh I, wow! I searched it to see where what, we were staying. Yeah, what I was getting myself into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one point eight. You think? Ah, I was more right. Yeah. What two five? It's like um. Well, it's not showing up on you. Oh wait, hold on. You might be right. Wait, no, that's Glenn right. Did but didn't say where I was. Okay, um, it looks as if it is, wait, there, is that it? No, that's not it. Hold on, I know this is boring. Um, oh, we're almost there. No, hold on, I really want to figure this out. Because I was in real estate for a while. I know my land and my structure. Yeah? I mean, it's an older house. The windows are older. There's a bug in my mouth. There's a bug in your mouth. Uh, the floors are nice. Yeah. Uh, the foyer is solid. Um, washer and dryer, water. Okay, we're looking around <laughs> in this area. We're looking at around one point seven. Okay, dude, I was right yeah, on. That is so good. <laughs> wow, Andrew, like, that is amazing, Andrew. But still, like this house, anywhere else in the world, this size would be like a $450,000 house. You got to put 20% down on a house? Yeah. So you're looking at 300 grand. 300. God. 
What are these gnats flying around? $360,000 you'd have to throw down. <laughs> yeah, that, see, that's the thing. I was talking to someone about buying property, and they're like, we were talking about, like, everyone goes, it's a great financial decision. And then everyone, it's like the kid thing. Everyone wants you to buy a house because they bought a house, and now they're in hell with their house that they have to upkeep. And they want you to buy one, too. People who, the only people that tell you to buy a house are people that are also homeowners. It's never from someone who's renting that's like, you gotta, it's always other people that have done it. It's such a great investment. I get it, but like, what is the most money I'm gonna make on a house like this if I sell it? Let's say, let's say in five years, what is the most this house is gonna make me? Um, um, $200,000? I don't, like, if you're, if you already are rich enough to afford $1.8 million house, $200,000 is not that big of a deal. And, I just don't, I, that doesn't, with all the work that would go into keeping a house going is going to cost at least $200,000 when if I lived in a condo or like a place, I don't know, and I know the alternative is like less space and all these things, but I just don't. Well, not to and mention. 20% down, you had to put down to $360,000? To say goodbye to? That's a fuck ton of money. Who has that laying around? Like, why is that better than just paying rent every month? I don't, I don't get it. Because you're investing in the thing that you already own. I know, but I... I Not to don't. mention, like, the con, like, it doesn't always go up. You no. know what I mean? Like, I bought that condo for two twenty, and it was worth $60,000 six months later. Oh, my God. I mean, that, I was in real estate. Talk about a good investment. You know, just smart. Just really understanding the tr- the trends. Have you ever made a good investment? No, I'm here. Your golf clubs, <laughs> huh? Your golf clubs. No, I keep trading it instead of. <laughs> I'm, the only investment I made that was good is my buddy hooked me up uh, with a watch for a little bit cheaper. Uh, this Panerai watch, I bought it for like thirty two hundred. Then I lost all my money. My car got repoed. I lost my house. And I brought the watch back in just to have enough cash to like buy some double stacks from Wendy's. Yeah. And oh. I got 3800 So I Oh, 600 bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little turnaround. Oh. <laughs> Noah, have you ever like flipped something and made more off of the thing that you bought? I'm just not a person that does that. I think everything I leave is worse than when I bought it. Because I have spray tan and I get it on everything. <laughs> you have to follow the campsite rule. Yes, leave it, Which but, is, uh, leave your food in the trees. <laughs> I mean, so why not look at, like, you. other kind of investments for you? You know, like Silicon Valley. Like, like I'm sure people, they don't approach your I manager. I think it's Silicon Valley. Huh? I think it's Silicon Valley. <laughs> no, he's thinking of silicone. <laughs> I used to get those confused, like I do with take it for granted and take it for granted. But it's Silicon. <laughs> But why are those words so close together? Also, how, and it's a, also it's in California where people do get a lot of silicone in them. So exactly. it's like, it makes sense to get that confused. But yeah, um, I would, I'm, I took a, t- um, I got a stock tip from a camera op the other day or a sound guy. <laughs> this, is, this is how every good <laughs> stock. But here's the thing. It's a stock tip that of something that I actually buy and okay, believe Okay, what in. was the tip? I'm not telling well, why don't you invest in it? Then you promote it. Then it goes up, and then you only do ten years in jail. But boy, will that be a fun ride! Oh, is that what you can't do? It's called insider trading, but I don't think that's I don't. No, know. insider trading is when you get a tip from someone that works at the company about it going. Yeah, up. yeah, you'd be fine. You advertising the thing that you have investments in would seem like that's what everyone does. Yeah, they do. So that's not insider trading. 
No. That's Silicon Valley. Yeah, Silicon Valley, you're fine. Silicon. Whew. I remember when Oprah, apparently, because you're not supposed to tell people that have Nielsen ratings boxes that they should watch your TV show because that's like, those are where your TV ratings are made with these people with these Nielsen ratings boxes. So when you watch a TV show on your screen, it doesn't affect ratings. It's only people that have Nielsen. And she, I guess, made a statement of like, if you have a Nielsen box, watch this thing. And she got in trouble for it because you're not supposed to do that because it's like the insider trading of, or it's like the, I don't know. But you should be able to do that, I think. God, I, mean, I wanted, I, I like, I've never been asked to get a Nielsen. And I don't know anyone who's been asked to get a Nielsen box. Did you ever, when you used to go to movies, do you remember after a movie, there would be like this back room with curtains and stuff and they would ask you to take a survey to rate it? Did you ever have to do that? I think you were sexually assaulted. Yeah, this doesn't sound... <laughs> behind a curtain. That was like a 90s good. thing. No? Oh, no. So rated behind a curtain? I've never heard of that. There was like a room and you would ha- they would give I you would a survey so about what was you thought ca- about the Was movie? there an old couch you sat on, Noah? The single and, and, camera? <laughs> and then give you a lollipop? Put your hair I think there deals. was candy involved. <laughs> yeah, they're probably... I mean, the things people will do for a free t-shirt or free anything. Oh, my God. A free yo-yo. You're, I was talking oh. about your yo-yoing. Yeah, yo-yo ma. Did you yo you yo-yoed as a child, right? I yo-yoed a little bit. I I went through I think any kid that was born in the early eighties, or eighty for that matter, yo-yoed and had a yo-yo stage, probably around eight or nine. Mm-hmm. Where you tried to walk the dog, you tried to do around the world, you tried mm-hmm. to hang your mom, you know, all the hang different your mom, the old <laughs> trick. The yo-yo trick. <laughs> you know, all the old ones. Yeah, and uh, I did around the world earlier. I I broke it out in Starbucks today, and people lost their mind. If you want to see a strong reaction from people, break out a yo-yo where a yo-yo should not Weren't be yo-yo. A little nervous. I you get nervous when I pick up dog shit with mulch mm-hmm. or with my hands or whatever, and then you want to run away. I would be so embarrassed to be with a guy who's yo-yoing. I would be embarrassed to be alone in a Starbucks and start yo-yoing. Were you nervous at all that uh, people are going to think you were? Well, part of me was going to do it when I was walking out just as a, yeah, just so you would laugh. And then I just did one little yo yo to practice to warm up. Yeah. And this guy was like, yo, he goes, what? Oh, is that a yo yo? Like he was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was like the brick the other day at the airport. Yeah, uh, I did talked you tell about that, that story. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, anyways, they, wait. Yeah. What What did they say to you when you found when you got the, when you're taking the brick through TSA? I mean, the look on the guy's face. He thought I was bringing in a like a dead raccoon or something like something they like it as much, huh? It was as worthless as that. <laughs> <laughs> they could have engraved a dead raccoon, and I would be like, "Thanks." Well, it's so weird when you get a gift that you're just like, "Okay, God, I don't know." Now I have to like pretend like I'm gonna take this with me. I mean, it actually would have been cool because it was a really fun night, and um, but eventually that's just gonna be a thing that. Someone has to clean out of my house when I'm dead and goes, should we keep this? And like, no, it's just like. Yeah, but why is a brick any, like if they gave you a, tr- a heavy trophy, could I have brought that? Like, like, what are we doing here? Like, why I are we I don't want not... anything anymore. Huh? I don't want anything no, anymore. No, you don't want anything. I'm saying Swift. the TSA not allowing oh, me not allowing, yeah. to bring a brick when I can I know, kill I a can... man with a pen. I like, know. what are we doing? Or a yo-yo for that matter. Well, yeah, that's another trick. Well, the the terrorist. Yeah. <laughs> 
The old shoe bomb trick. The old string of terrorists by the plane wheel. <laughs> trick. <laughs> yeah. Do you are you good at any other old timey toys? Um. <laughs> I mean, I was pretty good at Tetris back in the day. Tetris is so fun. The other day, that was so funny when we were loading into an Uber, and we had a bunch of luggage, oh, yeah. and the Uber driver was helping put the luggage in the back seat, and he was like, he was like, oh, you know, we were comp- Andrew was commenting this on this guy, this like, hurts. on this guy, like, putting it in, putting and he the goes, bags in, he goes you're bag. good at that. That's like Jenga, and he goes, Tetris. <laughs> he corrected him, and he goes, and then we got in the car, and then we were just like, Driving, uh, driving to the hotel. The guy was laughing at stuff. Andrew, what were we talking about that was making that? He was laughing so hard at what you were saying. I said something I think uh, against women, which he. I think the more misogynistic it was, the more he was laughing. Yeah, like you were making jokes ironically, and he was like truly thinking it was. <laughs> uh, like you know, that's that's always a weird laugh when you're like, no, 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 no. Yeah, and then you hit her, and he's like, how do you hit her? <laughs> yes. What do you mean, like? How how are you hitting your women? Uh, no, no. I was, I was just... talking yesterday about my my mess my mess hair was like running down my face. I was with Whitney Cummings, and she it, and they were like we were doing a, a shoot thing, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Babe, your your mascara is like running out." I go, "Thank you so much." I was like, "Andrew," because we were talking about you actually when we were filming this. I go, "Andrew, never like sometimes I'll get done with the thing and I'm like." I look like mascara's running down my face. You couldn't have been like, hey, there's just like a little something there. It will be like down to my chin. And I'm like, how did you just let me look like that? And she goes, because men like us to look, men like us to look like we have black eyes or something like that. It made me laugh. Really or like hard. you were just crying. Yes. Yeah. Or like choking on a penis. Yeah. All right. We'll three... Keep going. Yeah. That's about it. But then when we got out of the. <laughs> no, Uber... I'm just talking about a yo yo move. <laughs> Trick. You got to add trick on the end. Wait, you got to show us around the world. Can you stand up and do it? Do you have the yo-yo on you? It's in the um, in the room room. It's in your yo-yo room. (laughs) Room room. (laughs) Someone goes, "Is that a yo-yo?" I go, "Yeah, yeah." Jenga. But then we got out of the car and Andrew <laughs> killed me. He was just like, because the guy was laughing, oh. everyone was laughing. He goes, ah, thanks for the ride, Jenga. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, the guy probably whispered to himself, Tetris. Oh my Tetris. God, there is a grasshopper humping a bird of paradise um, Wait, what? flower. Oh. Just like uh, Noah used to play Doesn't dogs. Does this plant look like birds? <laughs> Wait, what? This what? plant right here looks it like... It looks like birds. That's why they're called birds of paradise. Oh, that is... That's a bird of paradise. <laughs> silicon? Because it looks like a bird. There is a legit grasshopper humping a bird of paradise. It's just going... Oh, oh. oh I see it now. Do you see it? Yeah. It's... How, you have the best grass, eyes ever. I haven't ever. seen a grasshopper so in a weird. while. I know. It's really going at it, too. Oh, it's so beautiful. I feel like, the, you know, they're going to be extinct soon. I'm going to film it. What, grasshoppers? Oh my god! It is no. Going I think grasshoppers have probably made it through On things the... humans haven't made it through. They're insects. Yeah, you're right. Okay, never mind. But insects are dying off. We have like no more bees, dude. I read a Reddit thing last night that oh I do not even want to get into about what's going to happen to the world. 
Oh, it's not good, you guys. It's not good. Hey, but we're in LA. But everything's fine right now. Enjoy it while it's the way it is now, because we're about to get hit by storms that only are supposed to come once every thousand years, and they're going to hit us once every two. And uh, we're not prepared for it. It's going to go from one every thousand to one every two. There's not even like one every like twenty. I'm not kidding you. Storms that were only supposed to be these cataclysmic, like once in every you know eon. Uh, storm events will now be happening once every two years. Um, by the and by the time it's 2050, it's there's going. You know the um, so refugee be- crisis in Syria was about a million refugees, and there's about to be like 50 million. Seriously, and we don't ha- we don't have any room for them. And um, so just truly enjoy today while you have it because it is about. Don't fear the future because there's nothing you can do to change it. It's unless they invent some CO2 sucking machine that converts it into something, which there's no even chance that the technology is going to reach you could that call in time. My ex-wife. There is. <laughs> You're killing it today. Thanks, Val. You're on fire, dude. <laughs> Just like the world's about to be. I mean, there are going to be constant fires all the time, like never-ending fires. So literally move to the center of the country as quick as you can. Stay there. No, we buckle need down and have fun. Just enjoy Starbucks. Like get, Just enjoy the world today because it's about to be weird. And like honestly, we have today, and that is, that's great. And we this don't is even... Nikki's way of getting her friends to move to St. Louis. She's like, the world will explode in L.A. and New York. I mean, it's Move to 4-6. Oh, We're no, running out of water. <laughs> Uh, you were about to give our address. Uh, let's get to the news. The news. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. <laughs> All right. Look at that. Can you can you go around the world in a day? Let's see. Wait a second. I can't Speak hold the mic. Like okay. Watch. Okay, you got to check out the YouTube video to watch Andrew Collin go around the world. He's warming up. Whoa, wow. dude. Yes. Yes. First time. That was beautiful. Oh, my God. That was awesome. A charm? Third. First time's a charm for you. Hey, charm life. Oh, my God. Um, move over a little bit. Okay, cool. Um, Andrew, let's start the news. Dude, that was huge. I never nail things. What's going on? Oh, my God. You're killing it today. You're killing it. I'm, I guess I'm going to move in here. I just need another $358,000. <laughs> and then what are you going to do for your first month's mortgage payment? I'm moving out. I'm just going to do a month here. Then ask for my money back, and you're going to go, sir, um, come on in to my house. And then I'm going to live with the guy at the bank. Uh, let's see here. A woman who was – all right, this is kind of a confusing uh, – So why not maybe paraphrase it? Okay, so a woman – I'm just gonna. A woman who was the birthing partner for her best friend discovered to her, her her horror that her own husband was the father after she noticed a rare birthmark on the baby's neck that was identical to his. So what happened was, this girl got pregnant, right? Her friend heard that she was maybe homeless, so she like brought her in to help her and all this. Had no idea, and then. It ended up being the friend who brought her in's husband who ended up fucking 30 other women and having two other kids as so well. So he was fucking homeless women? And then the the woman that was having the baby, yes. fu- like the woman that asked this woman to have her baby. No, 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 no. There was none of that. It was just straight up like a friend was having a baby. It was, there was, she and was she just helping her, her in the delivery the birthing room. process. 
And then yeah. she, through the birthing process, she saw a birthmark on the baby that came out of the, the woman that she was helping. Yes. And it matched her husband's. Yes. Yes. And her husband was getting, this woman was maybe a prostitute at one point. I don't know about that. Um, I just think. But they the, both admitted to it eventually. And she's friends with the woman still, but she got rid of the husband. I'm guessing that this woman knew this woman because of the same world in which her. I mean, this is a huge coincidence, but I'm guessing it's not that big. There's an explanation of like, they, th this husband just, where did he meet this woman? They were friends. No, Maybe. where did he meet the woman that he had sex oh, with? Oh, I don't know. They didn't get into that in the story. Oh, my God. Wait, birthmarks are like... Hereditary, apparently. I, I, it's weird. I never even knew that. Do you have a birthmark? Yeah. Where? You don't see it? <laughs> <laughs> I actually I knew a guy actually. had a birthmark on his face. They get them on their face. The port whole half of it. Yeah, yeah. pork wine. What port, is port wine. Yeah, pork wine. Yeah, where you dip wine in porks. Okay. Um, no, I have a I have a birthmark. It looks like uh, Texas on my back. A little. It's just like very it's weird faint. that we call those birthmarks, but we don't call any other blemish. Like you're supposed to have no blemishes when you're born. Is anything on you a birthmark, or is it just the ones that look like kind of faded and like the same, like you know, um, Do you flatness have a birthmark? as your skin? Not no, not that I know of. I think I always wanted one. Do you have one, Noah? I don't have one. My but sister like, has one in the shape of a star. Like, whoa, what? Behotch. Yeah. That's cool as fuck. What constitutes a birthmark, though? Like, honestly. Is it... I just have melasma. Oh. What's skin that? discoloration? That the... Skin asthma? What is that? That's, that's something that women get as their hormones change, and it's like discoloration on their face. Oh, Okay. Yeah, oh. and also pregnancy. Birthmarks are caused by overgrowth of blood vessels, melanocytes, smooth muscle, fat, fib fibroblasts, or keratinocytes. It's a congenial, benign irregularity on the skin, which is present at birth or appears shortly after birth. Okay. Um, they aren't due to underlying uh, lying disease. Okay. Well, I don't really... I always wanted one, though. I always wanted something cool that was, like, a little bit, like, made me different. But, um... Yeah, it'd be hard. Really it'd, be, it'd be hard for me to forgive the friend. But I guess if the friend... I don't know if the friend knew... Again, we don't know enough about the story. Because if the friend knew that she was married to the guy, it would be maybe a little bit harder to wrap your head around forgiving her. But you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, I mean, I think that women are always quick to blame the other woman as opposed to blaming the man that they're with, even if the friend is not the friend. Like, it's so, yeah, when women are, like, catch a guy cheating, they always are like, that fucking slut that slept with my husband. It's like, but your husband slept, like, right. like well, the issue isn't other women, I don't think. I mean, I'm not saying the other women aren't, like, have a part to play if they know the person's in a relationship, but... Um, I don't know. I always just reason the times I've like been with guys in relationships in my life, which I have done before, not like proud of it. I'm just being honest. Um, I just go when I find out the guy, if he's just cheating on this girl for the first time, I don't do it. Like, cause I don't want to be the one that like breaks the seal, you know, but if he's, this is something he does on the regular. I'm just like, I just don't think they're going to last. And so I don't, I'm just like, add me to the list. I know that's not a good thing to say or admit that I do, but um, 
I just don't, I, I just am like, I don't respect your relationship. And I know that she can be mad at me when this all comes out because I expect it to. I never, I don't really ever think I'm going to get away with it. I always, um, in the past when I've been with guys with girlfriends, I always am like, well, I mean, she's going to find out eventually and she's going to be like probably mad at me, but like, I don't know. She should be mad at him too. And I'll, I'll, this isn't something I'm proud of him doing, but I don't know. It's there's been times where I'm like, oh my god, this guy totally wants to hook up with me. He has a girlfriend. I shouldn't do it. And then I hear like, then I check with him, and he's like, oh, I I cheat on her a lot. I'm like, oh okay. Well then, is that that that's bad? Is there anything with competitive wise? Like, do you no no? It's nothing with that. No. If anything, it's like, oh good, they can't. I if they if I don't like them, I oh, can always have, have an excuse yeah, of yeah, being that's... like, well, you have a girlfriend, so. But this is, you know, these are things I do or have done when I was feeling like low self-esteem and didn't really want uh, to date people that were available. And so that's a great way to choose someone who's unavailable that you can convince yourself you want. And if they don't want you, you can also go, well, they have a girlfriend. They, they did want me, but they couldn't. It's like a, it's a protective thing. <laughs> that's so, so interesting. For, uh, go ahead, Noah. Sorry. That's so interesting, Nikki, because usually in a conversation, you're always thinking about the people in the relationship, but you don't think about that third person and their intentions, you know, and and what they're going through and why they're participating in it. Yeah. No one ever thinks about that. Like Taylor Swift did when she wrote illicit affairs and August, if you listen to the song, she actually has empathy for the other woman or the other man, whichever the way you look at it. Um, But when I've been the other woman, it sucks because everyone thinks you're a demon and mm-hmm. all your friends think all your friends who are in relationships project their fear of being cheated on onto you and they think you're a bad person. Um, not all of them, but there's a, there's judgment across the board. You don't understand that fucking everyone cheats y'all like it's and I'm not saying everyone, but it's very, very common and every woman's been cheated on, right? Every woman can be like, I've been cheated on. I've like, who's doing all the, who are the women that are doing um, the cheating then? Is it one skank that's just taking the, the, just going after all there? Women who have been cheated on have also been the other woman. So have a little empathy. And I'm not saying that there, when I've done it, it's not been a great quality. I am not admitting this being like, isn't this cool that I've done this? I'm just being honest. I'm not proud of it. I don't want to do it again. But I do think that, um, there, I'm not completely just a demon. It's almost like a, or like the, the enemy in this situation. Um, I think a lot of times the guy or woman that's cheating gets to play like, I was seduced. Mm. I yeah. didn't know what I was doing. Like, she's a, she's a slut. And she got me alone and she, she went after me and I couldn't resist because she's, she's sneaky and she raped me. Like, it's almost like that. And then, and then the, you know, other woman gets to be like, or the, you know, the woman. I like how it's the woman and the other woman. Yeah. Gets to be like, the one oh, with the poor asterisk? thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that happened to me. Like, I hooked up with that one woman in, remember in the bathroom where I had sex pathetically because I couldn't reach her vagina on the counter? Yeah. Because it was a low <laughs> Sounds like a kid with a cookie. It's like, uh, like you were like reaching up. Yeah, they should really have <laughs> sex step stools in every bathroom. Uh, but yeah, I ended up... Uh, what happened with her? She was married, but she... She didn't tell you. No, she told me. Her friend said that she was... Her husband cheats. 
they were all drunk. She was like, oh, her husband cheats. He's a piece of shit. Oh, okay, so that justifies it as well. It justified my behavior because I was like, whoa, he's such a piece of shit. Yeah. Me having sex with her so pathetically will probably make their relationship better in the long run. Because <laughs> my dick compared to his infidelity, it's not even close. She'll miss him while yeah, she's yeah. <laughs> in the bathroom with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah It'll yeah. make her realize what she has at home. <laughs> Which is a lower This counter. guy that, you know, has a bigger dick but also beats her. And, you know. Hey, it's balance. But yeah, no, I mean, look, so it felt it felt a little weird when she followed me on Instagram the next day. Yeah. That's when it started to feel more real. Let me let me uh, you post know? you a scenario. Um, what if you uh, there's a couple and you are the other woman and you hook up with the guy and, you know, everyone makes it out to be like, you're this sed- seductive siren slut who just like love to ruin this relationship because you don't care about other women and you just are selfish. What if you find out down the road that this couple got together because she was once the other woman and, and was, does she have a right to be mad? Do you think? I do believe she does just because one person has done wrong. Doesn't mean like they can't see that they can't change their ways and go, I don't want that done to me. But you know, does that change it? Like, I think a lot of people, there's been a time where I was the other woman and I felt so bad about it. And I was like, I'm the enemy here. I'm the one that, you know, I ruined this thing that they had. And like, I'm the bad guy, even though I really didn't feel that way because, you know, um, you know, I, I knew what the situation was and I was not, but I knew that I was being looked at it that way. And then I found out they got together because she was the other woman when he was in a relationship. And so it's like, and then all of a sudden it was like, um, I feel like you can't be mad at me, bitch. Yeah. And the other woman became the woman and then you're the other woman. Yeah. And then I would eventually be (laughs) the woman. I was hoping to someday be the woman that got cheated on. And then I would be, I would break the cycle by being like, girl, bring it in. We all do it. This is how we all got here. Enjoy it until he cheats on you too. Yeah. There's a whole tree of us. Of other women. Yeah. No, I get that. I don't, I, yeah, it's like, it's pretty ironic for that person or for them to think, oh, well, my relationship was different than the relationship he cheated on prior. Yeah, because I Be- cheated on him before he had a dog with the woman. Yeah. We have a knows. dog together, yeah. though, and you should honor the fact that we have a dog. That means something. It's like, you can always justify why, like, oh, well, I cheated because, because of, and I'm doing the same thing of being like, I justify it because he cheated on you with other people or whatever, but there's no justification, I guess. It's just, you just have to, I just have to admit when I'm wrong and that was wrong. And I hope to never do it again because it was just such a fucking clusterfuck. Um, and I owe apologies, but I'm not really sorry yet. That's the thing. I'm not going to give apologies when I'm not sorry. Uh, just so I can smooth things over. That's not going to help anything. So I'm going to apologize when, um, What's when I feel sorry. Than a clusterfuck. You know, <laughs> that's true. Um, next story. Oh, yeah. Forgot we were even doing that. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, this was wild. I don't know if you saw this. Sophia Eurista. I think it's Eurista. I mean, mm-hmm. this is actually funny that her last name is that because the singer of a rock band called. Oh, yeah. She took a piss. In she the guy's peed face. on the guy. This was so show. punk rock. Yeah. A willing not fan's punk rock face. Is the rest of the band going. In a willing man's face. Yeah. They were all playing the saxophones, too. It was so funny to see, like, sax players in the background just kind of like, eh, this is what she does. They did not seem shocked by it, the other band members. Yeah, you can't take a shit on someone while playing smooth jazz. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you got to play some <laughs> She didn't take a shit. She was peeing. No, I know. I just amplified it for a joke. But uh, <laughs> okay, what an got idiot. It, got it. I'm an idiot. No, no, uh, no. I was just like, did I not watch the whole video? Did it st- <laughs> was there an encore? Yeah. Um, no, but like, <laughs> I do think it's punk rock. I think it's awesome. I think it's like Ozzy Osbourne, like eating the bat. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Yes. Or like, you know, um, just people spitting on people. Like people do crazy things at these shows and people like it. And the guy liked it. He was willing. It's not like an R. Kelly incident where the woman was peed on and didn't want it. And she was or underage was... too. Right. I mean, this guy was of age and uh, obviously hasn't ha- gotten laid in a while. But uh, do you think, or maybe he gets laid all the time? Yeah, it's a pistery. <laughs> I didn't say that. Oh, That's funny, though. Oh, I thought you said that. Um, wait, so did you see? So Twitter, the band, like, completely was like, this isn't like her. Like, completely ratted her out. Like, yeah. she's, we didn't know she was going to do it. Like, covering their just tracks. St- just say, this is cool, and we like Yes. Like, why? Stop apologizing. You're not really sorry. And, and the band was not horrified. If you look at them in the background, they look like they're just watching Adele sing a ballad. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's nothing. There's nothing about it that uh, makes them seem, like, shocked. Like, she doesn't do this. I can't believe it. She would never do that. Meanwhile, I thought like, it was cool. Cut the fifty other. things. I mean, I didn't want to watch it because it made me sick. Whenever I witness um, pee stuff in porn, there's a lot of it, especially mixed in with the things that they think I'm into. I'm not into that. <laughs> like jazz. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what is a perfect? I mean, I would say if you're gonna pee on someone, Guns and Roses, something like that, you know, would be dope. But but do we have they a were double standard? They were covering Rage Against the Machine. That's right. Do we have a double standard, though, for women peeing on... Like, because there's a power dynamic there with the fan. Like, that's what people are going to be saying. You know what I mean? Is it Like, if a man did that to a woman, we would cancel her? Cancel cancel him? him Because it's a power thing. Right. It's like, you're taking advantage of having the power at the show. It depends on how happy the girl is underneath his (laughs) pee stream. And that guy was so happy, splish splashing around like it was a... A like a fish a out of water. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. was loving it. <laughs> well, a fish out of water that was happy to die. I yeah. guess doesn't work there. But yeah, yeah, no, I guess so. Yeah, I think it does depend on. But then that's what people do. They'll go, well, she consented, but she didn't really want. You know what I mean? Like they think that they know for her or yeah. for him. Yes. It's like he, no, he was in a trance, you know? Right. At what point is, you know, I don't know. I think it's great. I, I kind of want to get pissed on. Would be pretty dope. What really? Yeah, by a guy playing cello or something. No, 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 no. <laughs> Do you want to be peed on? Oh, like for real, for real? Yeah. Would Would you ever be into Brenna peeing on your face? I think it would be cool in the shower because your boy doesn't like to do laundry. But like, what about touching like your mouth, like licking pee? I don't know if I want her to pee on my mouth, but if she peed no, on, no, the wanted... fact that you don't know equals you'd be down for it. Like you are either a hard no or a. Or, I'm not I'm... a hard no. I'm not a hard no. That is crazy. Is it? Is it? Yes. I love her. Pee, she can do. Pee tastes so gross. No, she doesn't have to pee in my mouth. But I'm saying if she peed but on my chest. the fact that you go, yeah, well, that's different. Mouth is the thing that I'm. I'm okay. I'll take some pee anywhere. If you're into whatever, I don't want to be pissed on. But if some guy <laughs> really wanted that, I'm down. But I don't want it in my mouth. Wait, I'm some guy yet. or like a special man? <laughs> a special um, guy. You know, there are certain things that like I would do um, that I don't that, you know, there are certain things that um, I would do if I get horny enough. Like that's that's the, the thing. Like I don't know that I want to I would never do it when I'm just sitting here like 
caffeinated, clothed, <laughs> you know, doing a podcast, the idea of like tasting a guy's pee makes me sick to think about. And I would sign off on like never doing it. But if I got horny enough equals drunk enough because it's the same kind of state, I would do anything. I mean, I've done heinous things that I would never <laughs> heinous. have. Yes, I, heinous without the H. <laughs> I, I would yeah. never do. And yeah, I don't believe it's a two-way street either. I don't believe like, well, I licked your pee, then you have to lick mine. Like some people are into things and some people are not. I just think it's very weird when, um, you know, like I'm into a guy I'm with hooking up with other women if he wants and telling me about it in full detail. I'm into that. And people go, well, then, well, so the guy is to be okay with you doing it? It's like, no. Why can't people like different things? Uh, and, and it doesn't have to be eye for an eye. I think that's such a weird, um, like, uh, insecure American thing of like, well, if you get to do that, I have to do it. And it's like, it has to be even and fair. And it's like, I don't, I don't know. It, I, to me, it doesn't have to be that way. So if you want to, you know. Pee on Nikki. Yeah. Just uh, come on over around four. No, 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 no. Oh, Only someone I, I love and if I get horny enough, oh. I will allow it. Well, or come to our show and get a pee and greet. <laughs> and you'll be in the background play <laughs> yo-yoing. Yo-yo ma. <laughs> okay, let's take a quick break. Brack. <laughs> let's take a quick break. And come back with Why Do I Care? Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Why do I care? Why do I care? All right. It's finally been addressed. I know you've been waiting on... Uh, pins and needles, Nick. Bradley Cooper addresses the Lady Gaga romance rumors from their performance of oh, Shallow. Oh, give me a break. I don't believe Oscars. anything. I know. I knew you wouldn't. But he said that it's just it's for dramatic effect, that they were definitely acting, that it allowed him to be more in tune into the song where he would be more uh, inclined to not worry about his voice. Because he was worried about how he sounds singing. So he so, thought if it was more of like a play kind of style that he would be sing less better. Anxious. And this is the Academy Awards they're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Oscars. Why didn't he just say that then? Because then he would have to admit that he was insecure about his voice. Or also, yeah, they were selling a movie, so what's better than rumors about them dating? And now the movie's already... Yeah, now it's to Blu-ray. Yeah, everyone said that it was a press thing, but I'm sorry. I would still bet everything I have on the fact that those two hooked up. Everything. They can say whatever they want. I'm not going to believe it. I think it's just you know, convenient to say it was a press move. It's embarrassing to say that. And to be, but I don't think they're even saying that. He's saying that he was insecure about his voice. He's being yeah. a sweet, humble guy. Yeah, my voice. Oh, he was just being... That's why he made out, nearly made out with Lady Gaga in front of his pregnant girlfriend at the Oscars. His voice was... Because he was just feeling insecure. <laughs> and isn't that brave of him? I don't like it. And I think it's bullshit. I think they were definitely banging. I think it was Lady Gaga's fault. The other woman... Oh, right. Yeah. Too, How dare she? Too sirenly. Yeah, that's what I think a lot of people did come after her for that being like, How could she do that in front? And it's just like, Well, he did it too. Also, they're acting, they're actors. No, I mean, why they is were it different acting, on a stage than in front of a camera with 30 other people? Because in it the was, room? they were introduced as Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. They weren't introduced as these, these actors, two characters yeah. that exactly were playing pretty much that yeah and that's why i say about taylor swift singing at snl she seemed so angry but she was just that was that was a performance and 
these lyrics that everyone's getting so mad about. Yeah, but so under your about. thoughts, then she was actually really angry. If you thought Bradley no, she and was, Lady Gaga actually really No, no, up. no. The, like as I said, it's not across the board always <laughs> the same. I think that she was maybe could pull from an anger in her life or in the in, uh, past experience, but I, th- they can say whatever they want to about the performance. I definitely think they got down. Like it's just without question to me. I just don't. I just don't try. I don't believe two people can have that kind of performance and chemistry on on screen and be that obsessed with each other and say there are a hundred people in the room and one believes in you. That person is Bradley. That and him sit and stare at her the hundred times she said that. God, that compilation is hilarious. Here, let's play. I'll be Bradley Cooper from the movie, and you be Lady Gaga. What do you mean? Hey. Sorry, One. sorry, I'm drunk again. I'm sorry, I'm so ugly, and that's why I'll never be famous, is I'm so ugly. Listen here, kid. You're not that ugly. But look at my nose. It no is one bad. Likes my... It is bad. You're right. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. But oh. hey, if I could put a dress on you and change around some auto-tune, Do you, you could mind... be a star. Do you mind if I sing you this song, and then you come out and sing it with me two days later, even though we haven't worked on it at all. And we've also written 14 new verses that neither of us have taken the time to memorize, but somehow we both know them. Will that be a cool thing to do? Well, let me hear the song. But I'm nervous to walk out on stage and sing. No, no, no. Don't bring me. Don't bring me out, Bradley. Don't. Come I'm on. so scared. Don't okay, worry. Okay, I will. I'm, un- I'm off the deep end. I, can, I know all these words. Mm. And I've been prepared for this moment Whoa. for a while. It's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad at all. Actually, you know what? Listen, I'm not going to go with you on the road. We had a great night. Come on. And it was amazing, but I can't go. I got stuff to do here. Oh, I went into work and my boss said one thing and now I'm like already ready yeah, to go. Yeah. That was the dumbest scene. I got combos, though, in the bus. <laughs> Pepperoni flavor. And you know what? I want to marry you, even though Dave Chappelle pulled you out of a ditch yes. earlier in the day. Uh-huh, and I was you're sleeping. a guttural alcoholic. Yeah, I was resting. I definitely think this is a good decision to get married to you, even though you took a little fucking uh, twisty tie off a bread bag and used it to propose to me in yeah. front of Dave Chappelle's kids. And well, Wasn't that silly? I think this is a great decision, and... Um, you're definitely not going to kill yourself and piss your pants at the award ceremony that we go to together. Oh, that'd be Spoiler embarrassing. Spoiler alert. Embarrassing. All right. I'll let's see you at the to... Grammys. <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> I'll be dead. Uh, they still have him in, in hell. Um, all right. <laughs> let's get to Wednesday's Wild Guard segment, uh, The Blankest Thing. All right. It's the blankest thing you've ever done. What's the blank today, Noah? The blankest is the most dangerousest thing. The d- most dangerousest thing you've ever done. How she dangerous said it sounded like a dangerous cyst. Like, like what was the most dangerous tumor you had? <laughs> Didn't it sound like that? <laughs> I had oh, a yeah, cyst. dangerous cyst. Yeah, actually, this, that's we're actually only talking about cysts today. That's a good one. I had a cyst that almost killed me. Really? Yeah. Where? Step cyst. No, I'm just kidding. kidding. No, no, no. Sepsis. Okay, no. Okay, we're having fun. No, I had a cyst in my nose that I took a needle to it because I thought it was like a pimple and I didn't... You uh, didn't burn the needle. You didn't sanitize the needle and so it got infected. Dude, I woke up two hours later and my eye... in your brain. I had green pus coming out of my eye and I couldn't open my eye and I was like... Dude, that's the most dangerous thing you've ever done. Well, because my brain is right... It goes right to your brain. You're dead. You're dead. Your brain is somewhere in there. It's somewhere in there. Luckily, mine's in the way back. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
That says the brain yeah. is not Rosa Parks. It is in the back. Yeah, it is in the back, and that's where it wants to be. I. Uh, but then the doctor had to. Um, he tried to squeeze it out. Oh right? yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah, he gave yeah. me antibiotics, but I just got drunk on them, so they didn't work. I didn't even take them. And then the infection came back. And then he had to cut. It is a miracle your life. You, the dangerous thing you've ever, most dangerous thing you've ever done is just be. Yeah, like, yeah, made yeah. So you should be dead so many times. Oh, the the guy had to cut. He didn't even put me under. He cut into my eye. I could hear the smoke or smell the smoke of my skin while he was burnt cutting. He was it. smoking while he did it. Yeah, he made a nice. He sm- went to an urgent care in Tampa. <laughs> Anyhow, he had to cut it out, and I saw it. It was fucking wild. Gross. I was like, dude, why? But isn't it weird, like, when you find things in your body, it's like, I must have other ones around. Yeah. You know? I mean, I'm dying to hear what the most dangerous thing you've ever done is, where you've been like, oh, my God, I, I definitely could have died. I think it's... Why? What's the most dangerous thing? You don't really step out of your comfort I, my zone. My first word was dangerous, and I would point at things that were dangerous because I was so scared of dying and, like... I was so scared of everything. So, yeah, I'm not someone who has lived on the edge at all. But you drive like a badass. Yes. I would say the most dangerous thing I've ever done is... Um, Just driving to Starbucks this morning with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> down a hill. Probably a good, down a windy a hill. <laughs> um, no, what's the most dangerous thing you ever did? You think? I think probably, like, being in a car with someone who's drunk. You know, like, thinking mm. it was a, a, okay to get in. Probably, <laughs> as a kid, driving being put into the back seat when my parents were driving home from a party <laughs> that we were like, you know, already asleep on the, this person's couch. Um, and I just let my parents drive. Um, yeah, it was probably, you know, the many times in my youth that I got into a car with a drunk driver. I think that was probably it. But you you've know, never, like, you've never jumped out of a plane. Nothing like, like in those that's lines. That's not actually dangerous though. Yeah, that's. Oh, I, 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 you know, I jumped into the water when there were a bunch of sharks in it and, Oh, yeah. The only thing that made me go, you know, should I do this was I asked the people that were, you know, working on the yacht we were on, uh, Yacht Brag, that um, I was like, are they, is it okay to swim with them? And they were like, yeah. And I just like jumped in and everyone was like, Nicky! and I was like, they're not, they don't, they're not going to get, I just don't, I don't subscribe to fears that everyone, irrational fears like that, that I know that are like on paper, very scary, but I just know that sharks are more scared of you than you are of like I did, I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't actually that risky, but I guess to, you know, someone just watching it was probably pretty dangerous. Um what about you, Andrew? Um I don't know, man. Probably when I snorted oxycontin with a guy that I used to hang out with um the Trumps. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, that's probably not smart. When was this? Why well, he said it was a regular painkiller, and then I found out later it was oxy. When I woke up in my car, and the car was probably about 120 degrees in there, is in Florida, and I woke up to a cop because I bought that Mercedes. I had tinted windows, and he didn't know anyone was in there. He was just looking at the car because oh I decided to sleep across the street from a. Tr- uh, a police station. Oh my god! And I rolled down the window for some reason. I was like, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> oh my god! I was sweating, so like I could have died. Like, I should have died that night in that car. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like those are the, the days I miss. <laughs> <laughs> like, I miss that car, that AMG Mercedes. Oh, I would die to be in it. <laughs> that is it's, so. Wait, did. Did you almost die of an overdose, do you think? Like, you don't remember how you got there? You don't remember anything about it? Yeah, I think I would have overdosed not only on the Oxycontin, but on 
like the dying heat. of the heat. Yeah, like a dog dying in a car. Oh my god! And I bet you were wearing sweatshirts and like you just are you. You don't ever disrobe when you're hot. You just oh, are yeah. like it's hot, and I'm like. You have 18 layers on. Take one off, bud. Dude, I had some hangovers. I don't know if you remember your worst hangovers. Oh, but I was like, yeah. this is death. This is, I'm dying today. Well, that's Today's why I the quit. Death day. Was yeah. I was like, I don't, this is how you feel when you're dying. I have no doubt about it. Like, this is the way it must feel when you're about to die because I wanted to die. Like, it was just so bad. And I remember being like, I did this to myself. The only reason, I don't want to feel this way until I'm dying and so I'm never going to do this to myself again. And it was that was a realization I had was this feels like I'm dying. And no one should feel this way unless they're dying. And I did this to my 27-year-old self and it was just like, you know, lying in a puddle on in my shower trying to get it together enough, my screaming headache, just nauseous. I felt like, you know, what you see in movies when someone's going through like chemo. And I was mm. just like, no, no more. So I think just drinking, having unprotected sex, Drinking and like getting into cars with people who are drunk, um, getting into an Uber that uh, getting into Ubers that are my own, um, getting rides from people that I don't even know if they're they have a license. Um, and I think one of the most dangerous things was I went on a sailboat once in the um, San Francisco Bay on my parents made us do it with their friend. And it was the worst conditions that this guy's ever sailed in. And we almost capsized like a million times. And it was fucking terrifying. And we got off and everyone was shaking when we got, you know, when someone is an expert and even they're scared and yeah. you go, oh fuck. It's like when you look at the flight attendant and when they look scared, you're like, this is when I should worry. It was that. So a lot of it is just trusting my parents and not having autonomy as a child and thus being thrust into dangerous experiences because I don't like the outdoors for good reason. I've been very traumatized by it. My mother and uh, sister almost died in a canoe accident that I witnessed and had no way of helping because, you know, they capsized and my sister was being sucked under. We were just screaming, screaming. What? You couldn't ruin your spray tan. Yeah, you know how it is. Like, you got to wait eight <laughs> hours before it like, sets in and I'm not going to look bad at their funeral. <laughs> a spray tan looks so good with a, like, a whole black outfit. So, okay, yeah, how, I was thinking ahead. If there was a stranger dying in a pool and you just sprayed like Give a Give me a knife. break. I would not help a stranger drowning it's like even if i didn't have no of course i i don't think about that kind of stuff when i don't like to see car wrecks or things like that i mean who um, does oh, i you know mean, but like, oh, I, I, like I would just rather someone else deal with it i don't want to deal with dead bodies and like gore and stuff and so i um it is interesting like once you pay for something like let's say that sailboat ride or like i did this like cave like tour in Budapest, which I had no idea what I was getting myself into. But if I knew, Oof. but once you pay, you're like, well, I guess I got to do, I guess I got to yeah. put my life on the line. guess I got to go. Uh, I remember I did, um, what's it, parasailing. I got to tell you, the guy in the Bahamas, this thing, this, the latch didn't even close. The, the guy looked so high. And the boat was like a canoe where the guy just paddled hard. <laughs> and he's just like, nah, hey, you fun, man. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm going to like. I think the like, most dangerous thing is trusting the like regulations in countries where you know that those things aren't regulated. Like when I get a, when I land in Cancun and they're like, we're going to we have a, a hired a driver to drive you an hour and a half to Tulum. I don't know that that driver is not drunk or like trusting other people with your life, especially drivers, which isn't as like regulated as, you know, pilots are, you just have to have a license. You don't have to prove that you're not <laughs> drunk or anything like that. Um, I think that's been the riskiest thing. What's been the most dangerous thing you've ever done, Noah? 
Well, it's it's very similar to yours. I used to go drinking with my friends in in like Lower East Side, and if you lived in New York City and a friend of yours had a car, it was like the best thing ever because you can get a ride home. So we would go drinking, and I had this one friend who would always like he he would never sleep unless it was at a red light or a stop sign. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Wait, time out. He never slept ever? He was just a workaholic, and he said that he'll sleep when he's dead. He was like one of those, like, kid attitudes. And and he would drive all of us home, and I would willingly get in the car with him knowing, oh, he's going to fall asleep at the red light, so I just have to hit him on the shoulder when the light turns green. Whoa. And one time... Okay, keep going. Oh, wait, what happened? One time we were driving home um, from seeing a band play, and we were about to enter a tunnel, and all of a sudden I see his head go down and at the entrance of the tunnel it curved so thank goodness I was paying attention because I go friend's name wake up yes and he just like gets back on the wheel and just drives like nothing (laughs) happened he's like I'm good for another six months now when you wake up people (laughs) he's like all right I'm (laughs) let's get back to work you're not wrong Uh, Andrew (laughs) but when you wake someone up from sleeping like that they can go they can oh, jerk yeah. the wheel and then it can cause that's a he was lot of what so, happens is he was so used to it, to he it knew. Yeah. oh my god yeah i think that, that reminds me of a lot of times i was in uh korea south korea performing for the troops there and we had this driver who would drive so freaking fast and he would also be very t- like i could tell that he was also sleeping whenever we were showed up to a place he would fall asleep right away so i'm like i know this guy's underslept and then the whole time i'm just I just wa- I couldn't I couldn't sleep on the bus because I'm so worried about this guy falling asleep and trying to talk to him and keep him awake. He would watch porn when we would come back. The bus on- driver. Yeah, it was crazy. I kind of loved him, but he was insane. But people, I I really fear drivers when I get into towns and they're like, "This guy will come pick you up." It's like, how do you know he's not gonna? When we had that like 80 year old man come pick us up, Andrew. He was sleeping. He was sleeping a lot. I was so worried about him fa- falling asleep. Or he then- was dying. And he then- could have been dying. Right. Andrew was chewing his eyes so loud. I was like, okay, good. This will keep him up. And then I put up my white noise and I went to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I did talk to the guy. He actually was a nice gentleman. He had a bow tie. I was like, I figure he could tie a bow tie. He'll live at least another week. Final thought. Um, I actually have a birthday book. Have you ever seen this? The Secret Language of Birthdays? This was a book. It's propping up my computer. I'm going to pull it off right now. Okay. Dropping down. It's um this book that like everyone had in the nineties, the secret language of birthdays. Oh. And then you look up your birthday and it tells you like a lot about you or whatever. Andrew? Does it do it by year or just date? Just uh, you know, just the first. Okay. April eighteenth. Okay. Let's go to April eighteenth. Same with Conan O'Brien. Yep. Okay. This was published in like the nineties, so they're probably not gonna have Conan. Um born on this day. Um Polish Prime Minister. Um, lawyer for the Scopes trial. Um, oh, yes. God, there's a bunch of nobody. James Woods, Eric Roberts. That's Julia Roberts' uh, brother. It's oh, pretty yeah. cool. Um, and some other people. Okay. Those born on April 18th are vigorous defenders of the faith. They are pr- protectors not only of their own interests, but of those of the less fortunate as well. Mm. Man, this book must have sold not well. I mean, <laughs> this ain't this ain't. You do. Sound like Andrew, is there anything really? about a lisp or weird thumbs? Those born on this day are often known as progressive thinkers who fight for their beliefs. Yet they are not radicals. At heart, they are traditionalists who wish to apply their experience and thorough knowledge of what has gone before to the present situation. Um, mental balance should be the utmost concern to April 18th people. 
Since their strengths lie in the areas of forcefulness, will, and imagination rather than reason, their willingness to submit to a rigorous mental training of some kind is essential. Man, this one. These are your strengths. You're honorable, vigorous. Vigorous was the word that me and Kirsten used to, instead of hand jobs, we'd call it vigorous because we were like, so we could talk about it in front of our parents and be like, did they vigorous? I mean, I think they could tell with the hand motion. And fair. <laughs> They'll never know. They thought we were vigorous. That we were shaking a cocktail. Honorable, you vigorous, are. and fair. <laughs> cocktail. <laughs> Weaknesses are unrealistic, pugnacious. Do you know what pugnacious means? Yeah, it's when a pug is getting crazy. It means <laughs> I know what it means if you want me to tell what? you. What? It means like you're always up for a fight. Oh. That's not no, Andrew. That wasn't way off. Emotionally unstable. Okay, finally. And your meditation is never take anything too seriously, which I think is kind uh, of a thing you live by. Yeah, silicone. 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 <laughs> you really don't silicone think Valley. anything too seriously. Um, okay, let's get to what are, June, June 1st. First. I think I saw someone else was born on that day. I don't know where I looked. Or the where day I... of the popular eye. Marilyn Monroe, Joe De, uh, Whoa. Brigham Young. Wait, Morgan wait, wait. Freeman? Did you just say Joe DiMaggio? No, she. it says married to oh. Joe DiMaggio is like one of her like oh, things about yeah. her. What? Um, Andy Griffith. Uh, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Okay. Um, Amy Schumer. Strengths. Visually perceptive. Shrewd. Fun. Mm. Two of These those. These are like... <laughs> <laughs> what does shrewd mean? I don't even know. It means like I'm like... Hmm. Yeah, shrewd. Hmm. It sounds like rude, and it's uh, with, with, a, a with when you say it. Um, <laughs> weaknesses: temperamental. Ding 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 ding. Distracted. Ding 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 ding. Impatient. Shrewd sounds like rude when I say ding, it. It's so ding, funny. Ding 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 ding. ding. <sighs> Impatient is one of my weaknesses. Okay. Meditation is living is well, a creative act. Let me hear your one, your first line, though. June 1st people can be usually found either in the public eye or observing the latest modes and trends of society. Either way, they are taken up with seeing or being seen in a social context. Those born on this day may display an interest in history, but usually for how it sheds light on the present. Indeed, they bring all their powers to bear on what is up, most up-to-date, dressing, talking, reading, studying the state of art in various fields. Not, that's close. It does not mean we're overly social beings. They may appear yeah. extroverted in rare cases, ah. exhibitionistic, but such an external attitude often masks a personality that is isolated and lonely. Oh my god! <laughs> oh shit! Did you write that? I mean, that was way. That was really whoa. Oh whoa! Both men and women born on this date are rarely without a mate. Oh, I thought it said rarely with a mate. Rarely without a mate because based they. Because they hate to be alone. I mean, this is me. To avoid loneliness, some June 1st people will live with 41-year-old single men. Whoa. People, hey. No, June 1st people throw themselves into social <laughs> activities and amass a whole bevy of friends and acquaintances. Rarely will June 1st people admit to ignorance. <sighs> they pride themselves on knowing a good deal Look about a Noah wide variety of subjects. One for June 1st. Um, yeah, that is, uh, that's really nailing you, dude. In an area they are most obsessed with, they go to great lengths to amass an impressive body of information. Two chapters. Yeah, no, two chapters or Taylor Swift. Like, I know everything. Um, the subject of study need not be academic. It could range from sports figures to comic books. Um, okay. 
my uh, advice, try to forget society's values for a while and what is expected of you. Have the courage to be yourself at a deep level and like yourself for what you are. Oh, my God. Discover your strengths and exercise them in spite of opposition. Self-worth supersedes all else. Well, wow. from this book to my fucking lonely soul, I wish. Um, I'm working <laughs> on it. But uh, this was a fun show today. Yeah, so fun. I love We're it. We're so L.A. We're so L.A. just like getting into astrology and books and... <laughs> and caterpillars. And, and yo-yos. Yo-yos. Um, thank you so much for listening today. We got to go. Um, don't be care. And we'll be back tomorrow. And Jack and Diane. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts